Welcome to Go Home Heat, a sports entertainment podcast. We are talking SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown. Summer of Cena's here. Yes, Paul Heyman blowing the horns like Joshua fitting the Battle of Jericho. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're starting out hot, folks. Oh, can I say Jericho on this? Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. Vince doesn't own us. Yeah, he doesn't own it. If you'd like to own us, Vince, yes. for a minimal fee, I can be bought. We're cheap. Yes. Compared to what you just fired, you yeah. got plenty of money. Plenty of money, man. Yes. I'll take a third I will, of what Braun Strowman was getting. I will totally mark out for your for your doll when it winks at people. I'll tell like, it. Yeah. Greatest thing I've ever seen is Lily. Woo! Sell that crap to anybody, everybody. Okay, Cena. Going to give Roman a report card. Disappointed, judging by the numbers. Only one guy's buying into this. I'm giving him an F. Okay, John, like, Roman had a thing with Sports Illustrated where he said he doesn't run his promos by anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't talk to him. What are they going to do, send me home? Mm -hmm. what he said. Yeah. When he's talking about taking, like, apparently... When they gave him his script, they'd taken out his missionary position line and he just put it right back in when yeah. he got there in front of people. Well, it was live. Yeah. Right? Now, the trick to this, to me, is if I am if I own a show in which every now and then I put out there that we don't even really, that everything is fine between me and Fox, everything's fine between me and NBC, everything's mm-hmm. fine between me and Peacock, which is also NBC. The numbers you're reading in the Nielsen ratings aren't real, which most television mm-hmm. companies will tell you that they don't go by that anymore. No, they have their own metrics. Right. They, they do their own. That that's antiquated. Yeah. That's a Meltzer thing. They have a... That's a Tony Khan thing. They that, have big, a, da- yeah, big data. They pull that stuff. Right. And if you're going to push that agenda... And then have Cena come out here and say, this show's been failing without me. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens in week 16? Because this is a 15-week summer Cena. Mm-hmm. Or 15 appearance. What happens when he leaves? You've told He's told us now, every day he's been here, he's told us the show we like to watch on Friday night sucks. Mm-hmm. No uncertain terms. Everybody, it was a general consensus that Roman Reigns was the best thing in pro wrestling period mm-hmm. John Cena tells us that sucks mm-hmm. and he sucks John Cena also acting as if he alone carried a show that had Kurt Angle, Edge Batista, Orton, Rey Mysterio Eddie, Triple H, HBK on it Brock Lesnar Oh yeah. Undertaker, Kane CM Punk CM Punk mm-hmm the product got stale with you, John. Yeah. CM Punk came along. <laughs> Pipe bomb. <laughs> right. But, okay, so anyway, that to me, it's it's just strange. It's surreal I am to watch so, this. this is, for me, this is so, uh, you know, uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. It's like, I am totally rooting for Johnny Lawrence here. Absolutely. Roman Reigns is right. It's the same old crap. I've heard it all before, mm-hmm. you know, and well, it's it, in some ways it's the Roman Reigns Cena feud from before, mm-hmm. with, with Roman playing the Cena part, but in a in a more villainous way without yeah. w- without Roman trying to because Roman Cena was actively trying to bury Roman 
the yes. first time around. Yes. Like he, he may not have been I – mean, you can't help but listen to the way he does promos and not think that's where he's going. And that's yeah. okay. I mean, that's what made him who he is, and that's what well, people and that's are paying what, for, and, and that's what the summer scene yeah. is about. Right? Okay. Now, Roman comes out. He walks out, and they get face-to-face, and it's supposed to be dueling promos, I would assume. I'm thinking incorrectly that Roman will try to match fire with fire. He really doesn't. He does. I liked what he did there, though. He's like, dude, I don't have to knock you. I don't have to do that. You're great. I'm still going to beat you. John uh, John dives into that this is about them, not about you, which uh-huh. is funny because it oh, does feel like all of this oh, is about it's John. It's all about John. Right. And the powers that be ask him to come back again. Mm-hmm. You're saying that the numbers were so bad that the people that run the company called John Cena and begged him to come back, mm-hmm. which does seem fairly true. It is true. But it's an odd thing to say. I'm here to give you this big piece of humble pie. So what's strange here, to your point, who's always been the bad guy on in WWE? Vince McMahon. <laughs> who's always been the heel in the fights? The guy who fights for Vince, yes. the corporate ministry, yes. the corporation, uh, anybody. Triple H became his shill, and you know anybody that fights Stone Cold when he started fighting for Vince Man was a bad guy, right? Kurt and, Angle. And here we have John telling us that he is fighting for Vince. Yeah, and yet he's he's the baby yeah. face, right? Yeah, I'm supposed to believe that. And if I get one more title, I'll be the 17 time champ. Which all of a sudden, what went through my head? Oh my God! They just got rid of Ric Flair. Oh yeah, they'll do it. They could pull. They the trigger may right actually here. give this dude the title. They could pull the trigger right here. Right, and it's only week. It's only like appearance five. Vince, Vince out of a fifteen week thing, it's only appearance five. He can totally win the belt and lose it back. Vince, you. We've watched the product. Yes, he, he will, does have moments of petty. He will bury your ass with petty. He he can periodically achieve a level of petty only dreamed of by us mere mortals mm-hmm. but here's the thing <laughs> I'm sorry John Cena <laughs> yeah yours don't count the same Ric Flair won belts in every company he was in right you put that dude in the company didn't matter who else was in the company he went straight to the top right right John Cena won belts in one company, this is the only company he ever worked for and that pushed him the whole time he was well, there. and he had creative control, too. Which yeah. Is what I'm talking about. Now, I did I did find... I, I, I don't want to say this wasn't... Uh, Good, it was. It was thought-provoking. Yeah. The one, two, three, all I got to do, you know... How great was John... That was something... One, two, three was not something the crowd was doing prior to him walking out there. Mm-hmm. And he did it three times... And then it became a crowd participation moment mm-hmm. in a promo. Very spot on, well done. Oh, dude. Yeah, you can't take that away from me, right. man. The crowd eats up everything he says. Roman with the, I'm not going to bury you, which was nice. I loved it. I'm right? not going to bury you, John. I love that because it's the counterpoint. It's the I'm not you. Right. We do sophisticated storytelling. I love This that. is the same old whatever the what, buddy. Mm-hmm. This is a sophisticated show now. We do sophisticated storytelling around here. Um, you're good. You could be the WWE champion. Mm-hmm. I'm the universal champ. Can't be me. 
I'm sorry. And the table. I thought this was great. He pumped up the, the accolades. He said, without being loud, he said, here are your accolades. You've got four movies out right now. I'm going to send you back to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's fine, buddy. I thought all of this was well done. And then when John... um. When, when when Roman went Nikki, Ooh. it was weird because again it, it makes you wonder if a they hadn't talked through this before mm-hmm. because Roman said I'll say whatever I want in an interview and then he walks right out there and he looks a guy in the face and says missionary position might have been cool for you but yeah. evidently not for Nikki bam which was whoa right and. John fired back like he was legitimately pissed. <laughs> so if they, it, it was what it was good product placement to do a Sports Illustrated interview if they had discussed uh-huh. this. If not, and John was legit pissed. Well, I, I can, get that too. I can see I can see Roman being like that whole. You ain't protected no more. You guys stand out here and let me talk talk crap about you. Is that when I get what is off limits today? Yeah. Nothing. Well, all right. Because when we go the, back there, you probably can't handle me either. Uh huh, John. You're, I mean, you're great in the weight room. I'm I'm bigger than you. Yeah, I played like you were pretty good at football. I was really good at football. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I don't think that John would look at Roman and think that's an easy day. No, although that would never happen in real life anyway. No, John is a good. very professional. Yeah, man in that in that respect. But it felt legit. And then when John says, "You damn near ruined," uh. You damn near ruined Seth Rollins. You yeah. sent Dean Ambrose packing. You know, the whole company's been built around you. So, A, it's what everybody said about Roman. Yes. Till he turned heel. Mm-hmm. And Roman turning heel was almost Roman's push against the push. Yeah. Right? I'm tired of people being able to say this about me and me having to act like it's not true. Mm-hmm. Right, I want to be able to embrace the hate. Yes. Why not? And so when John goes there, a bringing up Dean Ambrose, uh, hour and fifty minutes before mm-hmm. AEW goes on TV was an interesting thing. Interesting again, choice again, right? But it was. I thought this was well done. I, I thought it got the point over when John said he built Suplex City. I found that to be interesting. Um, nobody can take the punishment. Uh huh. He pointed at Paul, which so made he sense. Knows. To, which made sense with the bringing up of Suplex City because mm-hmm. Paul knows that I can take punishment more than anybody else, and I don't have to beat you. You're going to kick my ass, mm-hmm. but all I got to do is hang in there and get to one, two, three, and everybody knows I don't quit. And then you just become a trivia question, right? I who lost to Who lost to John Cena when he won the seventeenth title? And all the pressure's on you this time. Mm-hmm. None of it's on me. Here is the interesting thing, though. If you decide to 50-50 book this, or if you decide we have to have Roman be the guy, singular, above all others, either way you book this, it should end. Whether Roman loses first and does it again, John has to tap out. Mm-hmm. He's never quit. If the because in fifteen weeks John leaves, Kevin, right? Not happening. Roman has a hold. Does doesn't matter. Roman has the hold. 
John Cena has creative control. I guarantee you he's which, not going to do that. Which matters more? To John Cena? No, no, no. John going to sleep makes John look like a tough guy, right? Of course. Snap, nap, or tap. John Taps tapping out puts yeah. Roman on a level nobody's ever been on. Nobody's ever been on that level. John's the biggest star of the last 30 years. They're not going to do it, Kevin. He's it's not the going ultimate to do- book. But he's not. So was John it's, Cena going? It's fifty-fifty, right? You lose. You lose the first one. The second one, you get a distraction. You you know what I mean? That that extends the match. You don't have to sell me on the plot line. The plot line is brilliant. So was the plot line for John Cena to go heel, and he never did that because it was outside of his one-dimensional, on a good day character. You're telling me that Cena's Hogan. I don't believe he is. I think Cena believes in the industry more than he believes in Cena. I don't think he's gonna tap. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. If I see it, I'll believe it. Okay, this reminds me of a story I heard from uh, Nash the other day talking about booking. Uh, just quickly, uh, they were asking him about. He said, "Look, I didn't. You know, they told me you need to be a booker." I said, "Look." Okay, you got to pay me, and I ask him for more money than I wanted, and they gave it to me. So what you gonna do? So then he said, "But you gotta understand, you know, I was booking late nineties." Uh, he said, "You know, we we'd book, we'd work a, a a program, walk in, and we got the whole program ready to go. We hand Hogan the script. Doesn't work for me, brother." <laughs> okay, now understand that's not. I got to rewrite Hogan's segment. Because the show starts in an hour. If Hogan's a little bit late, show starts in a half hour. So the first segment that's supposed to have Hogan in it, uh-huh. you're not in it anymore. Got so re- the whole show oh. has to be rewritten. So Hogan. And then you, that starts to explain the moment when Russo tells Jarrett to lay down for him. Mm-hmm. Because everybody had to go through that. And Russo was like, you got to get rid of this guy so these young guys can get over. Because the way we got over in... I don't think Russo's a genius no, like Russo but- does. But the the way Russo, the way WWE got over was Austin, Sean, all those guys were young and they and went up. Right? They can't do that without Hogan getting out of the yeah. way, right? And supposedly on that night of the pay-per-view where he tells Jarrett to lay down and then he calls Hogan a piece of crap and then he just comes up with another belt. Yeah, Booker T gets his first title win. Yeah, that night supposedly they send a guy over to. It doesn't work for me, brother. And it's okay. Look, we're gonna beat you up backstage. Yeah. Then you're gonna stumble out to the to the ring. Then we're gonna beat you up in the ring. Then we're gonna cheat and you're gonna lose. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm going over. <laughs> Bro, everybody employed here is gonna beat you up. You're going to look strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so moving on, jeepers, creepers. Uh, I like the fact that we did about a, you know, a long segment with the two guys at the main event of SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and that was it for them. They leave the show. Yep, done. You know, move out of the way, let everybody else work. Then we have one of the two feel-good moments of the night, the other one being on a different show. On a different show, yeah. Apollo versus Nakamura. And uh, first segment ends with Aziz and Boogs getting kicked out. At that moment, I had hope. Yes. Yeah. 
Because we've all, this story doesn't start with Aziz and Nakamura. This story starts with Seth and Nakamura. Yes. And Seth beginning, I, I think it was Seth and Nakamura. And Seth beginning to have trouble with him and not kind of mm-hmm. doing his thing. And then all of a sudden, uh, however it was with Cesaro and Nak were getting their run at the same yeah. time. And we all were hoping that Nakamura would wind up winning the Royal Rumble, uh, that he would wind up getting a chance at that time at the, at the big belt. Uh, Cesaro wound up getting a championship match instead. Their career trajectory looked good like that, and then uh, Cesaro's got to p- put on the back burner. Nakamura got, you know, uh, got into this program with Corbin. He gets Boogs. Uh, crowds come back. The crowds are singing his theme song. Boogs is awesome. Uh, yeah. McAfee's marking out, standing up on top of the announcers table, freaking out. And suddenly Nakamura gets a second segment here, and he goes over strong. Mm-hmm. He goes over clean. Oh yeah. He imposes his will on the match after absorbing punishment, and finishes it with three offensive moves in a row, yeah. including the King Sasha. No comeback. No. No. Nothing. nothing. Clean. Boom. One, two, three. We get the guitar playing. We get the party on top. Tremendous. Yeah. Fun. I was so, so happy. happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh we get a Street Profits promo. Montez is great in these moments. This is a tricky booked segment for anybody. They book themselves in a the corner, right? You have the Street Profits who kinda need to win. Mm-hmm. They they both got hurt with Otis. Uh they um have been kind of handed to Otis a little bit. Yeah. They're in a match here, but if they lose here, then that kind of does mean Otis and uh, Gable Gable are, are now ahead of them in the tag division. And we know that the company's invested in Street Profits. Mm-hmm. Otis and Gable kind of don't need a loss either. No, no, so no. So you're kind of booked into a corner. The trick here, though, to me, and I'm wrong all the time, is... What do you really want to do with the tag team Otis and Gable? Because it's the point of Otis and Gable to rebrand Otis into a killer in the yes. singles division. Yes. And we found out here it was. Mm-hmm. The match was good. Otis was booked as a killer. Gable winds up with a strange distraction outside of the ring when um, Montez yeah. dives upon him. Dives upon him. But Otis, but Dawkins doesn't roll him up. He finishes uh-huh. him with, with move. his leaping, uh, leaping, twisting crossroads. Yeah, and for lack of a better term, neck breaker, whatever you call it. And so we find out that the street profits of the team were invested in. Mm-hmm. Gable is going to be the manager of Team Gable, which Otis is your. Bell cow. Your heater, yeah. And um, I think it's great. Oh, I'm fine with that. That's the way it should go. I thought the match was great. I think the booking here where you allow the Street Profits to both in this match and in with Montez getting hurt mm-hmm. in like kayfabe world of bigger than one match, fight back from adversity yes. to get back into the scene. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. And if the Usos come out of the SummerSlam with the belts – an Uso Street Profit, like law, uh, you know, uh, it's WWE, so a very long mm-hmm. program. Yes. Will um will yes. be fun for us all, right? Because till next year, 
who's better than the Usos at doing wrestling matches? New Day? Mm, yeah. There's, that, a, there's an argument that the Bucks, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Well, we're talking about this company. Yeah, we're not. But, but, I mean, in the world, yeah. right now, to me, there's three tag teams that are different than every other one, and one of them got broke up. The New Day's not really wrestling at, not broke up, but yeah. they're not wrestling together as a tag team right now. And the Usos, to me, are one of the great tag teams. Oh, of all definitely, time. definitely. And the Profits have that potential. Oh, dude. They, yes, and they if do. If you're going to keep the Usos the Usos, then the Profits can get that rub and be what the New Day was. Yes. Also, you have four guys completely capable of being single stars in this program. Oh, all of them. All of them. And we know the, we know the routine of a tag team program in this company is singles matches, tag team matches, singles matches, ultimate tag team matches. Yeah. So we are going to get Montez versus each Uso, Dawkins versus each Uso, and they will be great matches. Oh yeah. You know, and so anyway, so I'm, I was excited about that. I, I, I thought that they, they made the right call here because I feel like Otis as your IC champ at some point makes oh, a lot of sense. Oh yeah. 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 You know, and, and also challenging whomever for the world title at some point. At some point. Yeah. Um, Edge isn't here tonight. I will say that the cameraman kind of screwed up on the Montez falling out of the sky onto. Oh, dude, yeah, he did. Montez and that almost screwed the, uh, something. Almost went terribly wrong with that move. They, they barely landed that. Right. Luckily for them, well, he just overshot. Montez yeah. will overshoot what he's jumping at sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But luckily for them, they had planned a segment where Seth was going to be in the booth. With the guys doing the camera moving around, mm-hmm. screaming at him. So in kayfabe world, it works. Yeah, because he. <laughs> and so place. then he comes out. Edge isn't here, and Seth wants to address this misinformation. This is not his grandmother's out. couch that he's made a suit out of. That's the misinformation. Jesus, um, Edge Seth says, "What a narcissist." Jesus. <laughs> Edge is jealous of me. Uh, for all the accolades he has, I've just done a little bit more. And here I have a video package. Video package was amazing. Where, did you think he got Sami Zayn's documentary crew to do that? He got that guy with the voice, though. Yeah. The voice that sounds like like you can use. It was funny because I was uh, I listened to like a TED talk that Eric Bischoff did. Mm-hmm. And he said something about how it was very good, but it was the news... Uh, basically, it was how the news kind of utilizes pro wrestling mm-hmm. to uh, the same tropes that pro wrestling does. Yes. In that, in that if the news's point is to get you feeling, they don't want you to think, they want you to be happy or mad. Yes. Because he said, one thing is when you, he said, but the, the end of it was something to the effect of, but remember, if you're angry, you're not thinking. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the, I think one takeaway you could have is that sometimes the more you want to see something because it makes you happy, the more you want to see something because it makes you angry, is also the more you want not to think. Yes, right? definitely. You, you want you want complicated problems to feel simple. Of course you do. Which that is the news: complicated problems. Mm-hmm. Right? There's more to it, way more to it than that. But um, but in there he said, people use polls because numbers lie. And liars use numbers because you think they don't. Mm-hmm. That's what this guy's voice is. Yeah, this guy's voice is the numbers that lie. He could tell me anything, and I would be like, "Well, yeah. Did well, you yeah. hear the voice of the guy that said it? It's that's, a fact." That's like it's like if uh, 
Sean Connery tells me something, or if Morgan Freeman tells me something. James Earl Jones. James Earl Correct. Jones can this tell This guy sounds me, a little like James Earl Jones. Yeah, you can tell me the sun is not coming up today. I'd be like, well, I guess we're dark from now on. Jeez, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Who knew? Right. But, okay, and so, he, you know, the whole uh, Edge comes back, wins two Royal Rumbles. Seth Rollins won one. He cashes in in the... I mean, Heights of the century. No, he cast his Royal Rumble in and became the Beast Slayer. Yeah. Edge lost both of his. Edge won the first Money in the Bank, but that became a footnote to the greatest Money in the Bank cash in the Heights of the century. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he did all the little things. He made him a little bit better when he did it. I'm a little bit better than you. Whole thing, spot, perfect. Perfect. It was so good. And then he goes from weirdly crazy guy to I'm going to freaking kill you guy at the mm-hmm. end when he says get in here get in my face and he goes straight to the camera and he talks into it and lets yeah. and lets him know your career all of these moments that mattered post your injury post your retirement are only around because I didn't step on your neck uh-huh I gave you this opportunity by not ending you then I won't hesitate to end you this time. Dun, dun, dun. I thought it was Spot. You did too? Oh, yeah. Seth, man, operating. He's, he's killing it right now. He is killing it right now. Dom was being told a little bit of storytelling here. Mm-hmm. The older, wiser stepdad. You gotta stay humble and hungry. Let's Dom know, hey, you can't you can't think you got this. Yeah. You, know, you go out there, we're gonna take on the dirty dogs. We get a good matchup. The Dirty Dogs don't do bad. Mm-mm. They're fantastic pro wrestlers. And this is a good matchup. Dom gets distracted when the Usos go on the big screen and, and fake like they are cheering for the Mysterios. Mm-hmm. Mysteriously, the Dirty Dogs choose to sit there and watch. Just long enough for for Ray, as Rude decides he's going to attack, Ray pushes Dom out of the way. Dom gets the kind of nifty little cross-legged roll-up thing he uh-huh. does to people sometimes gets the quick pin there and the fa- and the father ish mm-hmm. uh, has guided the young exuberant as the old lion once said to the cub let's walk down there yes okay yes. corbin coming out needs all of the crowd to Chip in $1,000. Yeah, all he needs. Because he's broke, as we know. This has been a running program. If everybody gives him a grand, he's got it set up in his phone. We can just quickly run these credit cards for you. Give me a grand. I'm good. That's 20 yeah. grand. That's a starter. Yeah. Get me out of this. KO's had it. He comes out. Corbin says, look, you're not leaving until you give me a grand. This is kind of all your fault anyway. Obviously. Kevin Owens can poot, and the crowd is going to love it. Mm-hmm. And Corbin can save a baby from a flaming car and the crowd is going to be mad. Yeah. So this works so good. It's perfect. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, they wind up, well, let's have a match. Uh, what does he say? He said, I'll give you a grand. All you got to do is beat me. Yeah. But if you lose, you'll quit doing this. And they have a great matchup because Corbin doesn't really have bad matches. KO doesn't have bad matches. Post match, we get 
the uh, Corbin hits the stunner, wins, and then hits yeah. another stunner to make him feel even worse. Yeah, that's Post three match, stunners. He hit a stunner at the beginning yeah, too. Biggie and Bianca are playing some form of hangman backstage that says Bianca Belair, or what is it that where uh, Vanna White turns the letters? Yeah, uh, Will Fortune. Correct. Um, remember how huge Vanna White was as a star at one time? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know. Will Fortune comes on right before Raw, so I usually catch like the the last puzzle. There are a couple of different sporting events that comes on before, so I'll catch it every now and then. Yeah, she is too. How 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 does she still look like that? What's crazy is Pat Sajak too. Yeah, dude. And what's even crazier? Are you ready? Because I'll 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 mark out if you if you get what I'm saying. The only thing that hasn't gotten smaller on them is their heads. Yes. Or their heads have continued to grow. Bro. Yes. <laughs> because they look exactly the same except their bobble heads. <laughs> Okay, and so we come back from commercial, and Corbin steals the case and runs off runs with off it. Runs off with it. And if he doesn't come out next week and say, look, if John Cena can do what he did to get in the match at SummerSlam, yeah. then possession's nine-tenths of the law. Now, I don't believe they should follow that. I'll be so mad if they let him have it. Uh-huh. But if, if we get Big E beating him up yeah. to get the belt, and then Corbin having to do something else even seedier to sink even lower yeah. after he gets out of this what program. What else can he do? Yeah. What are we doing with Big E right now? I mean, I love him hanging around Heyman, but he's in a weird spot because any program he gets in, he's got to go over because he's going to be your next champ. Yeah. And so you have to find somebody he can beat up on for a little bit and not really hurt the character. Mm-hmm. Corbin's that dude. Corbin's that dude. He's perfect for it right now. It's a perfect spot. And then our main event is not really a main event wrestling-wise, which is an interesting thing about this show. And I think it will be interesting to see if we keep with this format because... It has worked fantastically for this show. Mm-hmm. The last segment being Roman talking. This is a contract signing, but there is another show that comes on after it that it's only that was only wrestling. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if they don't adjust because they accused one Paul Levesque of over adjusting to competition. Oh, it will be interesting to see if they hold their ground here because I love the way these shows end when they do this. Yeah, but you can't do it every week. But no, you know. Bianca's out there, Sonya's out there, Sasha's music hits, she comes out, they get to jump back and forth like every other one of these. Sonya insists this won't be like any of the other ones. Blah, 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 yeah. Sasha says, you're right. But before I sign this to make sure this doesn't wind up like that, boom, she's got backup. Mela comes out, Zelina comes out. And if you take a still shot of Sasha with Zelina and Mela behind her. That's great. Little faction. Think about it. If they can be together, that's a great faction. It is, isn't it? That's an excellent heel faction. Right. And Sasha not having to work every week. Mm-hmm. And Zelina's a really good talker. And the other two are pretty good, too. This could be... I like this grouping. If they keep them together, I, I, would, right. I would not be disappointed in that. Sasha's the leader. And you got... Yeah. They, they could go... They could do a lot with them. That being said, this looked... Like, once Bianca decided it's going to become fisticuffs, she attacks. Yeah. And she has her way with all three of them for a little bit. And I'm trying to think of, to me, because when she did that that uh, off-the-rope uh, handspring. Yeah. And then oh, on to Sasha for the, one, to, for the punch. Man, what an athlete. She's freakish, man. So. Love her. Oh, my God. And then, of course... The numbers the game does get her because as she's beating up both Zelina and 
which it didn't feel like a lot of times when you're beating up three people at one time. A, it's okay if you know, like in the end, yeah, the ring. Here, here's the difference between what they do with Bray and what they did with Bianca, and why it gets Bianca over in my mind and not Bray. Bianca does get the backstabber. Mm-hmm. Bianca does get put on top of the table. Bianca does get her hair pulled into her mouth as it is a bank statement. Mm-hmm. Bray stands in the middle of the ring by himself. Mm-hmm. As he's cleared the ring with three competitors that I'm supposed to think are legitimate challengers on their own. Yeah. This got over for me big time. Mm-hmm. I love this segment. Yeah. Bianca looked like a superhero. Sasha feels like a super villain. Yeah. Well, they booked it. If you watch, you know, I'm telling you, storytelling is where it's at. Not all anime, but a lot of anime and manga, Jap- the Japanese get storytelling. Right. You know, the first, ba- you know, and they un- and they in the whole hero versus That's also a plug for New Japan. Yeah, hero overcoming Pro wrestling or stardom. <laughs> either one overcoming a series of obstacles to reach the you know the mm-hmm. the big boss you know the first out you know thing is he fights somebody stronger than them and he shows flashes he shows the flashes of brilliance but he still loses because he's got to go back right. and train even harder to become even better to overcome the greater obstacle and to make that jump right you know he's got to l- find you know Right. But you've also got to show that this guy's special. Right. He almost did it. He almost overcame all of it. But you still bring him down. Right. That's the problem. If he overcomes it all right at the beginning, how am I supposed to believe any of the threats later in are real threats when he's already from the jump when he's at his weakest? Right. And also if you if you take these characters as an arc post mania, she had the feud with Mella. She did have to wrestle Zelina. Then Sasha makes her reappearance. Mm-hmm. Then you put them all three across from her. Yeah. To remind everybody of what this character's arc is. It's perfect. The superhero created their own superhero rogues gallery. Right. And Sasha is the beginning and the end of this story. Mm-hmm. It is well done. Yes, that is good storytelling, and I and I'll yes. always point it out. You know, if I agree with it, I'll point it out, and if I disagree with it, so. But this is good, right? And and I kind of can't help but think Paul Heyman has something to do with these things. You think so? I do. I, I think. That I think it's weird that when Paul Heyman ends up on a show, it gets better. It gets better. Right. The only thing Paul seems to have issues with is pay. Yes, but as long as you don't put Paul in charge of paying people, you're okay. And I would guess that if ECW had the money, he would have paid people. He would have paid people. people if he had money. But in hindsight, since he went bankrupt, they went bankrupt as well. Yes! I Good. mean... And the fact that he wound up selling out to Vince and getting his money back did in no way mean he needed to pay Rob Van Dam that money. No, no. But that is American Business 101. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For my man, Justin, for me, KP, this is a Go Home Heat production, uh, a sports entertainment podcast, SmackDown specific. Check out our friends at the Game Project, the G-I-N-N project.com. Go home. <laughs>